talk us through those 80 minutes. No, we prepared to win. We knew that we were here to make history. The whole week, that's what we told ourselves. And you know what? I'm so proud of the boys. Absolutely humbled. And the guys came out. They played with enormous testicles. And we absolutely did it. Fantastic effort. I'm such a happy captain. Uh, hello and welcome to another Dropped Kickoff. Um, end of the year. Probably the last pod of the year. This is the last game coming up, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's not going to be many people playing, but we've got a full set today. There's a full set here. There's lots of people playing. No injuries here, uh, because today we have Nathan, uh, Josh, and uh, Nick, uh, who's right now fixing his microphone. But uh, we'll just straight straight into it. Um, uh, there's that saying, uh, "Come home with a wet sail." I this is like this is like a like a sail like we're buried in the dirt kind of how we're coming home, um, isn't it Nathan? We've got so many people injured, and I don't even know if we should care about this tour anymore. Uh, it's all you know, it all just kind of seems like the two eyes on the World Cup and everyone's injured. Nathan, um, do you do you feel the same? God, I I don't know what to think. I think me and Nick kind of spent last week sort of saying, well. Yeah, we'll be even more upset if we kind of put a, put together a good performance against Ireland after the Italy game. And you know what? I'm I'm even more confused after watching that game against Ireland. What six players went down with injuries? Um, two went down. I oh, sorry, two are out with the old Reg Nine and being outside of World Rugby stores. And we've just had the news drop about hoops. Like, is this even a, a Wallabies team anymore? Is this just like this is looking more like Australia, eh? Like it's, oh, I I just I don't know what to think about this game against Wales coming up. I just don't. Um, well, they, they it's funny they haven't done very well either. I mean, they lost to Georgia on the on the weekend. But um, just just gonna say, even even still, like you look at the four results we've had, our four and against over, we're one and three. Our four and against over in the spring tour, negative four. <laughs> so like, if yeah. if we if we beat Wales by converted try, we finish the year. I was like, we'll finish the spring tour two and three with a positive four and against. Like, how does it make sense? Yeah, that, that's crazy. Um, Josh, how do you feel? It's all kind of like, I, I mean, every game they say there's green shoots, but we've been saying that for two years, and it just kind of feels like I don't know, like raspberry's been blown at us. How do how do you feel about? Everything I think, um, look, one of my favourite lines is from a movie called Tropic Thunder. You don't go full retard. Um, and I think that's what's happened. <laughs> I think we've just, we've completely <laughs> lost it, right? Um, on a personal personal point of view. So I think we've lost it in capacity of squad selections, pulling players, injury toll, rehab's not strong enough. And you know what? I actually would be happy with the Australian A team that did the Japan series to verse Wales. Uh, I think that would probably be a better result anyway um, from how they played. But, you know, and diehard wants and needs. There's still hope. Um, you know, if we beat Wales, I, you know, awesome. Um, I'd just be looking forward to maybe getting an extra game against Georgia and watching them kill us. That might be impressive as well. <laughs> Actually thinking about it right a, a bit more now, Nick. You remember back in the day when South Africa were losing to Italy, 
you know, who could lose to Italy? And um, and Wales, <laughs> remember, they were really bad. And I did that meme yeah. on Trina Gold, which I compared them to that time where Homer is in New York and he gets offered uh, crab juice or is it like 7-Up <laughs> or something? And he chooses the crab juice. And we used to have that like, crab juice trophy. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to be unenthusiastic, but it's kind of, I feel like that. It's you? like, mate. Mate, I'll tell you what. If there is any, if you, if there, if you could name a beverage to summarise the year, it's crab juice, pretty much. Because like, spe- like, but we've we've consumed the crab juice to the point where we're approaching delusion. So there's moments where you're like, oh, maybe this isn't actually that bad, which is when the good performances come out, and then all of a sudden you get brought down to earth when the next pint is put in front of you. Um, you talk but about do you coming even home with get a- brought down to earth. Like this is where I'm at. I'm just like, eh. We're that confused. Like, if, if we're talking about, you said coming home with a wet sail. To me, we're coming home with a torn sail, because that's a, because it's, it's that all over the, it's that all over the place. And I think we, we talked about it last week after the like the Irish series. And I said if, if we manage to pull together a win against Ireland, it's going to make me even more angry after that Italy performance because again the inconsistency is all over the place. And yeah, the boys showed up and they played really, really well. And of course we got six injuries. Um just the weirdest feeling I had after that game was just complete utter indifference. Because of course the boys showed up. Of course they played really, really well. And of course it was a compelling game. And I'm actually kind of looking forward to the fact that it's Australia A facing Wales because they've got a better winning record than the Wallabies do right now. But actually that's that's it. Like like you said, or you know, if they won against Ireland, you would have like lost your mind. But the fact that they didn't, it's like it's better that way. It's not like that chaotic. I'm not sure it's better that way. I think it's more just but, but in a way though, it makes more sense. It, it's not as chaotic. Like even it's still, become it's, an expectation. It's just frustrating, but it just it, as you said, yeah, it's that's probably the best way to put it, Josh. It's just frustrating that we find ourselves found ourselves three weeks in a row in a situation where you're kind of sitting on your lounge thinking they can do this. They're like they're in this game, and then for it just to be kind of ripped away, like it's again, it's the hope that kills you. I'm on, honestly at the point where you know I absolutely want to say this. I. For a while, I want to see one team win by twenty or thirty. I, I'm like, I'm sick of the sick of the just the close losses, as weird as it sounds. Like, you, I'm at the point where, you're like, you know what? If we're going to get beat, let's just get beat. I don't, I don't want the false hope. Play, playing I, down I'm to at, their level. You... I, I'm not. I've just been hurt too many times. I feel like, like <laughs> you, can, you have the, those three tests in a row. You have the Melbourne debacle. You have the Sydney. It's so many tests where it's just For been... For a second, I was like, what was Melbourne again? Melbourne is the closest I've come to ever chucking my water bottle through a glass window in a, in a press box. It was, simp- uh, it, was simpler to- it was simpler times before anyway, a Frenchman getting- came along and ruined it. Getting back to it, like, again, and I th- there are actually positives to take out of that Island game in the sense of the way they fought when they were down to 13 was incredible. You know, the, the Hooper was incredible over the ball. I thought I thought his best game all year. Um, you know, Mark Nwanga Nitawasi looks like a genuine point of difference on a wing. Like, mm-hmm. he's been a great re- revelation of this whole kind of last couple of months. You know, imagine when, if you can bring – you bring Marika back and you – I don't know, Kelloway at fullback. It's all of a sudden a deadly back three. But, yeah, it's just – 
it's kind of a tour where you, you're just wondering what the hell, what could have been and where are we? You reckon if Quaid and Karevi was there? Actually, Josh, first one of you, Quaid and Karevi is there. How, how different is it? They probably well, would have been arrested against Italy anyway. I, I just look at the same thing week in and week out from a coach's perspective, and it's just structure. There's no structure. There's no cohesion. When those two were there, it was very cohesive. It was the same game plan, time managed really, really well, and then rehandled when required, when things went awire. But now you've got chopping and changing, again, extenuating circumstances. I'll give the injuries the toll. That's okay. We know we've got... The, the thing that's getting me is that we've got players that are coming out and saying things about, are we back Rennie? Or Tupo's the biggest loss to the Australian squad. Or, oh no, this is going to happen. We're going to fight tooth and nail to win this game. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. It's not the player's job to be doing that. It's almost like they've been asked to do damage control themselves. And I can see that. You can see where the players are now in themselves disheartened. Like It's great that they're having that R&R in between games and doing their little tours and seeing things, which is fantastic. But six players from the last game on flights home by today, right? Like extended squad i think it was was it holloway did a did a comment about hoping i don't I think the word was he was hoping that they knew the game plan because they're the extended squad and we don't really train with them <laughs> no that was that was that's out of context it is out of context so the the comment was in regards to i know because i asked the question oh, um, beautiful that's <laughs> the only reason i know this the, the, the comment was regarding like yeah yeah, Jake Gordon's coming <laughs> onto the wing, and like yeah. that, and that kind of situation where they, where he has to play wing. Um, you know, Holloway had to throw Holloway and Hoops were thrown in the lineup with Salau, um, Fangar in the bin. Um, yep. Lenny Cattell, twelve. Like I think Lenny Cattell's played one game of like proper twelve for the Brumbies. I think the rest have ended up. I swear he's been caught up at least two or three times to play Wallabies at, at, at inside center, where he's just like the. 12's gone down, he's just been chucked in there and as you know, so inexperienced and so funny. But I think that's more that's what Moore was referring to. But yeah, it's you, the cohesion is at the hundred percent right there. Like you you with I think lost the twelve for you know, third or fourth time in, in a year, like within within the first half. You, Jake Gordon's ended up in the wing for the second game in, in this in the, I think in the past eight. Like so much chopping and changing, and a lot is forced. And again, we look at those players that are going home. I think what's seven now, three concussions, which are during the game, can't really help that. I think Tupo just collapsed, uh, collapsed um, with an Achilles. That's kind of given that's the fourth, that's a bit of a concern. But I'm, I don't know. a toe, isn't he? Callaway is a fractured, fractured toe. So once again, no, it's oh. the, the problem is, and the thing which is. I think it'd be you could cop it more if it was as weird as it sounds. Cop soft tissue. You can kind of then be like, well, it's it's overtraining. They're being these guys are being pushed too hard, and this is the cause of it. But the fact that it's all contact stuff, where you can you can you have that benefit of the doubt of well, this is rugby. Like this could happen. This this could just be just legitimate bad luck. I think that also clouds it as well. You look yeah, at how many agree. how many injuries it's. Again, it it could be that the SNC are 
overworking people and trying to get these people up to limit. But when it's when it's the nature of the injuries that's happening, God, it's hard to it's hard to get a read on it. Shall we, shall we eliminate the the conditioning question that comes out here? Because here's the thing, like uh, like so many people are like, what the hell's going on with the strength and conditioning? And I mean, me included, I've asked that question a couple of times. And the first thing that came to my mind was, well, let's look at that island game. We were phys- like in terms of physicality, in terms of actual contest, in terms of actual competitiveness in the game. We were there for the entire match. Like there's not a question of physical, an issue of physicality, the fact that we're not measuring up to the contest physically. Um, you know, it, they we we it wasn't a case that the boys weren't adapting the conditions well. It was going to be just an arm wrestle game, and yet we come out of that game. Ireland comes out with I don't think they had any injuries, and we come out with seven. Like, is it are we just is it just a case of complete and utter bad luck, or is there a conditioning question that we need to well, ask here? Are the boys way. getting enough game time? Are they be, actually getting enough physical be game investigated, time? Investigated because it's. It's oh, an anomaly that's been happening all season. You've got to hold back off the SNC for two seconds, though, because I'll say it clearly and I'll say it bluntly. Players have their own responsibility. And I don't know one rugby player in my entire years in the, in the game in any capacity that haven't hidden an injury or a strain or a pain, right? And got guys that are building... And, and getting to a calibre of fitness and, and strength where they are contesting for the full 80 minutes. And I can't fault that because last year they weren't contesting for 80 minutes compared to this year anyway. Um, but, you know, there's a player responsibility as well that needs to be looked at. And I think that it's not so much going to be on the, on, on the S&C component or the medical staff. The players themselves have to take some responsibilities and actually own up to say, hey, I'm struggling with this or this is happening because what they're doing is they've got such a, they do have an amazing program in comparison to what they've been having, like, you know, they're putting in the hard yards, but I think they're also hiding a lot because they don't want to lose their spot. Like you, you do look at who's getting pulled in and getting moved under Giddo law or just under positional play. How many back, like how many back three adaptations have we had this series, right? Regardless of injury, but just even just, you know, putting on the reserves. Like, there's so many different functionalities and testings that they've done, and whether or not that's focused at World Cup, and there's almost a I don't care component I, I, now to it. I can't see Nathan's eyebrows right now, but I'd love to be seeing them right now. No, no, but I say no. I pointed out while they, uh, are they I think it's a valid, it? it's absolutely valid point. I, I was going to put the question out there. Do you think that could be a reason why the, the, the injury list is you know, so high is that all of a sudden we have players coming out saying, hey, I need, I, I need to be rested or I'm not actually 100%. Because the word is, and this is you know, word from the ground, so AKA you know, Tom Deese and Christy Doran are over there. In both their articles, they've kind of put, down, put Hoops' concussion down to him coming to the um, team doctors on Monday and saying, hey, I've got these symptoms. What's go- um, can you get me checked? So you reckon that might be kind of part of it? Is all of a sudden that might, it could be that added responsibility? All right, all right. You, you got me on something here. Do you think? All right, this is big conspiracy theory right now. Do you think oh, hoops? Part of hoops saying like <laughs> I want to go home was maybe oh, a reaction against the culture 
of holding injuries silent. Do you reckon that could be conspiracy? No. <laughs> That's stupid. Be, I'm sorry. What Josh, no. saying, what Josh is saying, what Josh is saying is like all oh, players kind of hold like you know but the, i mean that's, that's rugby, rugby that. in general that, that's rugby that, in general that's the tribe yeah but i that's just want to excessive culture of that maybe because remember that i was one thing i want to throw up was um checker would always be like oh the fitness isn't good enough now yeah that might have been checker just been saying that you know to kind of say hey it's not my fault if things go wrong because they're not fit enough but uh could there be something kind of endemic in the australian game uh, I don't necessarily... and, and sorry, sorry, another thing was Rob Kearney as well, uh, the Irish international who's playing for Western Force. I think this week said the coaching is a bit not good enough in Australia. Um, I don't know. A couple of thoughts out there. What do you think? Nicky, Nicky can go. What do, you, what do you think? I mean, I, I mean, I agree with Rob. I think the coaching hasn't been good for a while, but it's improving because, uh, I mean, I think it has been improving the last couple of years, um, especially when you have... Folks, because let's let's go back to, say, 2015, 2016. I think all of the coaches in that space, probably bar Stephen Larkham, were all either people who had just kind of entered into the role or people who had had who'd been in a, at a previous uh, franchise. And I'm, I'm talking about Richard Graham in this particular instance and failed to perform and clearly had shown themselves to not be at super rugby level standard of coaching. Um so I think it's improved in the last couple of years, but I think it's not necessarily not all uh, franchises have necessarily turned around for the better. I think Dan McKellar is the clear standout, and Darren Coleman has done a lot in his first season at the Tars. But everywhere else, I mean, Thorn has been very hit and miss, and you know the Force have had just they've had so many things dealing with in terms of how many competitions they've had to play with after being in the wilderness. And the Rebels have they've never had a good like a, the most consistent coach they've had is Dave Vessels, and that says it all, really, because he was unbelievably inconsistent. He would go on a five or six match winning streak, and then suddenly their team would be out of finals contention come the end of the season because they were being all over the place. But going back to the wider point about the the, war, the Wallabies in general. I mean, the one thing that we aren't hearing, and I don't think that that has been the case in terms of looking at the, at the Wallabies' social media management and stuff like that. Of course, you've, you've always got to take that with a, with a grain of salt because, of course, they want to make sure things are looking okay, is that I think there is the, the camp is still a happy camp. Like, Pete, the, the, the boys still trust in the game management and the plan there. And there is, and I think the reason why so many of us have stuck around is that when the Wallabies are on form, they're clearly enjoying the rugby that they're playing. Maybe it comes down to a simple fact that it's the competitiveness, competitiveness for roles is real now that if they do not perform, they will lose their spot. And they're trying to push themselves to a position where they can't, where even if they do get injured, it's, it comes down to an actual welfare stuff where they're not actually taking care of themselves because they are holding themselves to a high standard when they actually should be taking time to say, actually, maybe I should sit out for a week because I'll be better for it. I think there's I, more that, argument that's to that. That's an interesting idea. Interesting idea. Josh? Because, what do you reckon? Yeah. Well, how long is a piece of string? Like, you can look at it both ways, player welfare, making sure that they finally pull their fingers out, actually trying and vying for a position. Um, difficult for young fellas like Lolicio and Donaldson and Edmondson. Like, these boys are going to 
they're going to go and try and work their asses off to try and get to a position of starting first five and Foley's going to get a phone call, Cooper's going to get a phone call and they'll just be part of the training squad. Like, there's a difficulty in the growth in those key elements and parties, um, which has got to be looked at and factored. But I want to go back to that coaching statement, Nick, about, you know, periodically the coaching hasn't been good enough. If you look right now, even lower than the world is into, you know, Waratahs, Reds, feeding clubs, shoot shield, and then even lower in development squads, how many coaching development businesses have you seen now come out and pop up in rugby? Because I can tell you of three one three of them right now that all possess amazing rugby knowledge ex-players, elite coaching staff members, national and international, and development partnerships that are coming across clubs, but they're all training them the same way. They're all training them to be what's required right now, not what the future of the game is looking at. And that's what's getting me. So when we look at them vying for spots, look at the players doing all the work, all of the feed-in coaching and development leading to that is to what is the calibre right now. We're not looking past that development stage where it's a real fight for the jersey. Because if I hear there's an injury to Tupo while I'm gutted, I expect there should be three props ready to rock and roll into his position regardless. And I expect that because of development. And I think that's where we've lost so much in rugby was our coaching and player caliber years gone was so strong and such a high representation of the game being played that we haven't adapted to how it needs to be played now, especially with all the new rules. I think I'm adapting. I think there's a, there's another element to that as well. And it's kind of one of my big bugbears from that Island test as well, is that adapting to the, to the, you know, I, you know, a new style of rugby that the Northern Hemisphere is bringing you know, that the attacking flair that kind of Italy brought, you know, honestly, the best way to kind of describe it, it is very leaguey, the way they yep. attack and they set up. And it's you kind of, you look at that and go, well, if anyone's going to bring that in, shouldn't we be kind of leading that way? Given, given we've got, or at least kind of know how to stop it better than what we actually are. Because, I mean, and, that, and you kind of, yes. You, losing your 12 after three minutes doesn't help. But I, when you review that Island game, it just felt like there was plenty of promise there once we got, you know, getting to the 22. But Island just fanned out and just kind of defended whatever we had. You know, we threw we threw shots at them, but they kind of just went, yeah, whatever. All right, we're just going to, we're going to not commit well, to the ruck and just kind of put numbers in place. But we just don't show tempo at the line. Yeah. Like, we don't show tempo. We don't show footwork. We show running an unders or overs line, a quick hands or a stupid pass. We're even going into contact holding the ball in the wrong arm and attacking the defender with the goddamn ball. Like, I teach under 12s to not do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, well, it's, bit, it's just, it, they're standard <laughs> statements, but they're, upon yeah. review, you can see it's a consistent trait that we're doing at the moment. So, you know, what is it that well, they yeah. aren't, capturing to then put onto the field during game time like, I mean, what is that let's go back to our conversation before it's all chaotic and crab juice but um <laughs> and let's not forget that the guy running island isn't australian uh there's a new support but anyway moving on um 
So we're talking about injuries before. Uh, Rugby.com.au put out this um, Wallabies Unavailable 11, oh, 15, and it's really, really good. Uh, we've got Angus Bell, Dave Beretsky, Taniella Tupo, uh, Matt Phillip, Will Skelton, uh, uh, Swinton, Rob Leota, Rob Valentini, uh, Nick White, Quaid Cooper, uh, Samu Cravey, Hunter Paisami, and Kellaway, Corobetti, and Banks. Oh, this is unavailable. So some of these guys, they have to go back home uh, to play for their clubs. Um, and then the, the subs bench is pretty good as well. Um, but kind of on the obverse of that, um, and I guess I'll throw to you, Nathan, what is the 15 looking like right now? Like who who, who are the, like the, the key kind of players playing in the wrong position or filling up or, I guess, you know, coming up from the extended squad? I mean, when you look at it, you've got to think, thinking who's coming in. So when it, firstly, you've got to think Noah gets another shot at 10 for this Wales game with Foley out. You've got to think this is the time just to give him, give him another crack at it. I thought he was, I thought he was really ineffective against Italy, but I, out, you know, threw a good, good pass at Tom Wright, and you know has shown his, his quality in the past. So I, I fully back him to to bounce back and show him the quality. Um, as for who plays twelve, goodness, I'm, I don't know. Donaldson. I actually don't. Donaldson, yeah, maybe. I think when they played in the twenties, it was actually um, the last year at twelve, and Donaldson at ten, but. Yeah, but they, like, played a, they played a different player in the in the deep pocket. They played a dual ten role, and I think that would actually work really well against Wales. Yeah, I was going to say I'd be I'd be down for either combination of them. Um, I guess maybe Reese Hodge is probably your other option at twelve. Like that's that might your be it. Thoroughbred. Um, get it? Keeps getting going. Um, back row. I think we need basically <laughs> a, we need a whole new back row. Nearly. Um, Pete Samu. Probably comes in at one spot. Um, I would, you know, I'd like to see someone like a Lungy Gleason get a shot at starting. I, I think he's been pretty solid when he's been given a chance. Um, and then, yeah, you look at the halves. Probably they're going to start Gordon, but I would like to see McDermott. I think Scotland in his injection against Scotland that first fifteen minutes was was just perfect. I think he he's a really good kind of tempo setter against against the Welsh. And then, yeah, see fullback probably Jock Campbell coming back in. Like, I think the reason he's kind of fell in the outer was because of that early game. And, but, you know, the context behind that was he was apparently in real danger of missing that because of illness. So, you know, take, take the performance of what you will. <laughs> like, it was probably, uh, probably very kind of, well, well you know, that, below 100%. That try, that try that was scored. Jock Campbell was covering at 13 was a terrible defensive play that you can tell wasn't orchestrated by him on the pitch. It was a direction. He was filling in at 13 for cover defense and they were pulling the far wing to full back and full back up into a tight five meter deep channel. And all they had to do was break hands and Jock's never defended at 13. So he comes in, he shoots early, goes low, misses the tackle inside, outside, Scores a try, right? Just too, too simple. Like, it's it is, but it's but it's it's though that's what I get at, right? Like, you know, just you just see it. That's my frustration is you can see that there is simple training and just positional plays. But again, heat of the moment. I've never played a test match. Um, I wish I could. Uh, the body would probably laugh, and I reckon I'd get just a quick round of applause to get off the field. But 
It would get a flight to Cardiff. I'm going to say. Do we do? Just rock up. So apparently Drew Mitchell's in Cardiff and he tweeted out. He's just saying, yeah. hey, <laughs> I'm in Cardiff this weekend. Um, well, he'd still do a job, I reckon. Yeah. Um, Nick, this is for you. Should Rennie, you know, reach out to the meme culture and uh, play uh, <laughs> Drew Mitchell on the weekend? Or, um, you know, is there anyone you'd like him to see, like, just to play anything at all weird? Seeing that he'll probably Please. have to be playing, like, you know, the cook will probably have to play, be on the bench. No, Chrissy Doran at 12, please. <laughs> no, I was about to say, put like, I was, I was say, can, can we can we make him fictional characters? I was like, I'll throw, I'll, th- I'll throw it out to fictional characters. Like, I, I reckon you could get, there'd be plenty of Aussies in Cardiff. It's a great play. It's a great party town. There'd be some big Aussie on the piss who would have little disregard for their, uh, for their physical for their physical well-being <laughs> that you could probably find. You could pull them off the street. Um, we've all had nights that we regret in Cardiff at some point. Um, so uh, I think uh, Rennie should do that, probably see if he can – because, I mean, I mean, how many boys have been sent home? Are there, is, there even, is there even enough for a full squad anymore in the, yeah. in, in the current tour team? 20, I think, there's uh, 25 to be exact. So, like, where – Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> like, you're, 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 you're pulling – Imagine being, the, yeah, imagine being those two blokes who didn't make it. No, I'm sorry. I, I, I digress. But there's two things Rennie should do. Rennie, I reckon, I think, I think uh, he can only just play with the guys in front of him, in truth, or find a, a drunk Aussie on the street. And the second thing he should do is just grow his beard back because uh, just he looks good with a beard. And frankly, considering the stuff that he's been dealing with, I'm amazed that... Uh, He's just not letting it grow because it's that because uh, it's been that frustrating. I'd say the only reason is because it's now grey. He just doesn't want to show anyone. <laughs> it's, uh, been that, it's been that stressful. It's really like that one. shot of shot of Obama where like they get him just when he's elected. He's like black hair. Everything's everything's like all sorted. And eight years later, he looks Actually, like ready, ready would be a. Yeah, Rennie, Rennie would be eligible now, wouldn't he? I mean, he's only played... He played one game on the wing for the Cook Islands a long time ago, but he's probably by residency, he'd probably be eligible to play, wouldn't he? How long is it? <laughs> three... Is it three years uninterrupted? I recall. Uh, I mean, he would... Yeah, put yeah. this way. He was... So he was... An, announced as the replacement for Chaka on tw- 20th November 2019. So that's exactly. Yeah, but he, he was living exactly. in. Yeah, but he was in. He was in Glasgow. For, he was. He was still in. He was still in Scotland for a while. But then he came over. He's probably Surely getting up to three years. three years. Come on, that's like. Yeah. That's three years, four days. Sure, that's good enough. World rugby. Let us play Dave Reddy at fifteen. Come on. <laughs> yeah, play him on the. Yeah, I mean the Cook Islands knew knew what they were talking about when they played him for that one test match. It's just like that. That that guy's dad on the team. He takes it way too seriously, <laughs> and you're like fucking. Um, yeah, I've got, 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 got a back line for you, boys, and I wouldn't mind hearing what your thoughts are about this. But what about McDermott at nine, Donaldson at 10? Do the old SOS for Stewart, Hamish Stewart, bring him back for 12, give him a bloody red hot crack. He's probably just as fit in uh, the old worst and fourth preseason. Ikitao 13, Wright and Hodge on the wings, and Campbell at fullback. That's a back line, yeah. I actually wouldn't mind Mark- seeing. Marky Mark's got to be there in somewhere. Sorry, sorry. Somewhere, yeah, sure. Sorry. Yeah, no, Marky Mark's definitely better than Wright. You can piss him off out of the squad. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. 
Even as a Brumby, even as even as a Brumby's fan, I agree personally right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even as a Brumby's fan, I agree. I think just, Wright's. I don't know. He's he's, he's, he's a been a bit dog. flat. He's been a bit flat compared to. I mean, look, Marky Marks only really had. He's only got like one test match now, hasn't he? Has it been one or two? Like God, it all it all yeah, like the Australia A test first, matches bleed yeah. into the other ones. He debuted against but, Italy and then got the starting debut against Ireland. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is well, going to be the third yeah. of his Yeah. Well, both matches he's been good, so I reckon the 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 country eagle has earned his right to have a third test to have a third crack. But you know, who in there? Like I understand Corobetti, he can't jump and catch, and that's fine because he's one of the best ball running wingers in the bloody world, and he is just a literally human wrecking ball, and that's fantastic. And we play to his strength when we use him, and his cover defense is of second to none. We've all seen the highlights, but like I've never seen anyone jump so sideways that they're catching the ball on their shoulder like right in my life for a winner. And that's where he, and then he won't jump, and he he doesn't jump vertical; he jumps straight across. So it's almost like he's launching at a player. Like I'm waiting for him to learn Billy Slater's lead kick and put his front leg forward and aim for the face at the same time, um, you know, just to protect himself. So, yeah. It Sorry. sounds like okay. you're saying we should clone Corabetti in Palau. What do you say? Marky Mark. Marky Mark is that clone. He's ready to go. 100% he is Marky Mark's the clone. Yeah, you know, I reckon just put every single back three member the Wallabies ever had and go chuck them in the sevens program for six months. Make them learn how to catch, pass, and jump, and contest for everything, because they'll come back fitter, stronger, and smarter. Hands down. And they'll learn how to win. Yep. I mean, oh, maybe they well, should put Charlotte Kasich in the team. Perfect. I'm back with fullback. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, she'd be to, good. She'd to kick fair. their asses. Yeah. At fullback. Like she'd she'd be solid option there. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Can we can we chuck Shani? Is Shani Williams around? Can we put her in at twelve? Because she she lifted the the whole back line of the Wallaroos during the World Cup. Not yeah. even she was outstanding. I'd back she that. Was. Like good. Nick's yeah, very good. I like that was idea. It, is it Lee, Madison Levi? Put her in the yeah. second row. Holy yeah, shit. she was a boss. Put her, no, yeah. get her on the wing. Get her, get her some quick ball and just be like, see you later. Let's go. I'm telling you now, if I see Ned Hannigan anywhere near another Wallaby squad over Madison Levi, we've all got to see. I'm just putting it out Mate, there. Yeah, now just you watch him get picked. <laughs> yeah, I know. What do you, what do you mean watch him get picked? There's, like, there's no one else. Literally, there's 25, so there's 25 players left. I think Sam, like Sam Tarkai, probably is the one that misses out. At least one, because I think there's four or five props are in the team. So yeah, so yeah, Rugby we Reg have five be, props. Rugby so, Reg will be spitting chips if if Sam Tarkai doesn't make it. <laughs> like, it's either him or Mac Gibbon probably miss out. So I guess the other question is, who else? Who else misses out? Who doesn't get picked? So <laughs> it doesn't I'm trying. Get picked. <laughs> Try to work this out. Did you did you approach to Australian rugby? Like realistically, it's not about getting picked. It's just not getting. Picked. It's, we're it's running like, out of that many players, so <laughs> honestly, honestly you know, it, it might actually be Ned Hannigan who misses out. <laughs> you know what? Like, I've got I've got a meme for everyone here that we should create, right? And it should be <laughs> like Ned Hannigan walking up to Rennie with. Matthew McConaughey's face and all right, all right, all right. That's how it should be, right? I'm in. I've got it. You know, like, fuck me. It's just, this is just going to be, you know, a fun time ahead. And you know what? I think if we um, made a drinking game 
Wallabies penalties against Wales. I think we'll all be in hospital. Um, oh, no, no, no. No, that's a bad <laughs> idea. That's wait, a wait, terrible wait, idea. Wait, to be fair, it was uh, 2.15. Oh, perfect. Perfect. God, that's going to be... i through my night. Well, then, to be fair, I think what the penalty count was, it was 12 all on the weekend, so not, not actually the worst. When yeah, you take st- out the stupid neck rolls, that's only that, about eight. See that word? Stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And a whole fucking season. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> fucking stupid. Yeah. All right. Uh, on, the, on the neck rolls, just one, one, one yeah. quick one for me. All right. So you look at Hooker. Dave Parecki Dave gave a bad one away that stops that Nick White try. You know, if he scores that first one, who knows what happens. Flowerfinger gets yellow carded for a neck roll. Who else is left that can actually, you know, in terms of hookers, who's left that's a disciplined option? Oh. Nick, Lassie. are you saying that? Are you saying this with a straight face? <laughs> totally. Like, of course, he's totally saying like, it with a straight face. He's I, the, he's the leader, record. the manager, the T boy of the Tolly yeah, Latu Appreciation yeah. Sure, Society. Yeah, sure, you've got you've got to give up this. You've got to give up the fight at this point. Wait, I've been trying no, to convince Nick, him you for took years, mate. Photo of me with the Tolly Latu signature. Who liked yeah, it? Yeah, I told you it was. was a, it a I told you it was piss poor. Liked it. <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch of Waratah boys. A whole bunch of Waratah boys liked it. It's a piss poor idea. <laughs> yeah, no. So, so to explain to everyone, um, I had one signature on my tar shirt, and that was Tolu Latu's. And it was that that year. He, I, it was that year he, uh, you know, he 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 mucked up a bit, and I guess he was feeling a bit of contrition. And uh, it was the last game of the season after they got done by I don't know the Sharks or something. And the rest of the team went away to farewell a physio, and they didn't come and thank the fans. And, and yeah, that, that's what happened. It was the awful and crap from the, the, the Waratahs. But Tolly Latu came over to the fans, like, you know, on his condition tour. So that's where I got that that, that signature. Hey, what but about, I think he's great. I think he's great. I, I, Dave Koretsky is great, but sorry, I just no I Latu. I terrible Latu. idea. Terrible idea. He shouldn't be let near the Wallabies. Number two, want, he's such a liability. I, and my shirt, but I love Latu. Let's ad- let's agree to disagree on that one, mate. <laughs> um, uh, Josh, who do you love that everyone hates the fact that you love him? In a rugby sense. Ooh, it's definitely not Hannigan. Just mate. calling that again. Nathan, um, do you have one? Do you have one? Okay, like um, underrated, ooh. I guess. Is a, Diplomatic yeah, way of saying it. That's a tough one. Um, I was going to say, you know what? I don't. It's comparatively to you three, Tom Wright. I think oh, he does. Yeah. Some, I, I think he does some good stuff. I think he's, he's yes, he's got that real bad error in him. All of those real kind of <laughs> yeah. Is that performances. a red card? It's just like dropping the ball over the line or something. But <laughs> like when he's on, and you know. Point two, sorry, I just just found the photo of Harvard with a Tolulati shirt and just made me laugh. <laughs> um, you point to the try against France is set up by him going, you know what, I'm going to take this game on and just, you know attack from my own twenty-two. You know Brisbane, the I thought Brisbane was one of his best performances against England. Um, yes, he's probably got one of the most obvious dummies in the world. Like he sh- shapes up the kick in nine out of ten times, he will just dummy and take contact. But you know what? When he's when he's on, he's a, he's a, I reckon he's a quality player. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. But hey, Josh, have you thought of your guy yet? 
Oh, go. look, to, to be honest, I, I don't think there's anyone that I like enough in the team right now um, that could even make me want to care about them. Nick, um, do I'd you have one? A win. You mean like a player? You mean a player who I hate, or you mean a player who everyone else hates? Love, and everyone's like, "Oh, what do you like him?" Oh, nah, I don't have any. Like I'm trying to think about certain back. Oh, you know, but I hate. No, I hate him, and I still think he's shit. (laughs) You know that was half the reason. Half the reason why I put him at six in that in that um (laughs) that injured fifteen, yeah. Oh, I, I, like, the moment I saw that, I was like, you fucking... <laughs> just, as soon as I was doing that, so as soon as behind so, the scenes, as soon as I, like, put, putting that team together, I saw kind of just going to a back row options. I'm like, lucky Swinton's there. Yeah, I'm going to... Seems like Let's put him at six. That's, yeah, that's uh, did, I say, did I did I look at that thing? Yes. Did I get triggered by it a little bit? Yes. Was a little My bit job. a lot? Yes, it was. <laughs> because... My job is done then. The dude didn't. The dude doesn't know how to fucking tackle. That's the problem. And it, like it, we're talking about guys who we think is shit, and but we kind of like. No, I don't like him. I don't like him as a player. I'll emphasize. I think he needs to improve a lot. But here's the thing. I always say with Lockie, I want him to prove me wrong. Every time he takes the field, I want the man to prove me wrong. Still hasn't done it yet. Waiting for it. Any day now. I think he's been injured. I'll give him. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. The fact that the poor bloke's been injured, but uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I don't have one. I don't have anyone who I, who uh, right now. But you know, let, ask what, me what? after this Welsh. Ge- ask me after this Welsh game on the weekend. <laughs> ask me after that because <laughs> maybe I might have a different opinion next week. My all time is Nathan Sharp. Yeah, I can back that. Like just. He's overselected, overused, but Jesus Christ, he would pull the wallabies out of so much shit. And you would just have to go, okay, I'll take that one and, you okay. know, and cry in the corner. Actually, you know He's what? Nice I, want, I, I want to change my answer also to Matt, is to Matt Phillip. <laughs> yep. I think, I think Matt Phillip is the most <laughs> critical player to this wallaby side. Oh, yeah, and yeah. He's, the he's fact played that, so well. Uh, was it Brisbane? Was it Sydney? I think it was Sydney when wallabies were playing, like, arse, but he... He just had a great game. Um, well, I mean, and he's missed, I think, it, so before, in terms of Australian tests, I know from memory, I think he's missed, oh, not Australian tests, in rugby championship tests, he missed two of them. One was the thumping we copped at Argentina. The other one was the thumping we copped at Eden Park. Now, yeah. I'm not going to put two and two together, but, you know, the fact that the fact sounds that like he's... Sounds like, sounds like I am. The fact he's he's worked in all seriousness, he's worked uh, in like particularly around ruck time, getting that clean ball and you know the breakdown issues that we've had in the past, you know, couple of games. I think he would be he's such a soul for that. So I think he's someone that really flies under a radar that mm. probably doesn't get the respect that he deserves. Yeah, I second that. Um, the listeners... Scott Farty. Yeah, Scott yeah. Farty. There's mine. The I got one. There's the mine. Ultimate answer. Scott Party, yeah. Uh, Underappreciated. Underrated. So anyway, so sorry, basic. let's sorry, sorry. So no. basic. Um, <laughs> listeners, if you have a uh, if you have a controversial opinion about who your favorite player is, please free to uh, put it in the comments. Um, anyway, moving on. I guess I guess a final point. Um, autumn internationals are kind of over well, spring for us. Beautiful spring. Um, 
they're over this weekend, so we're playing Wales. South Africa's playing England. Um, a few kind of key facts to point out. Nathan fought out a, a KD before minus four, where one win and three losses. France finished the year undefeated. That's the third time that's ever happened. New Zealand did it in 2013. England did it in 2016. Um, Portugal qualified for the World Cup. So they'll be in our squad, which gives us another opportunity to lose to an unheralded team. Jeez, that's a bit harsh. Um, well, yeah, you know, just saying. Um, Dave Brennan might come out to play against Portugal. It's quite a bit of fun. Um, Georgia beat Wales, which was amazing. Um, but, boys, I mean, do you have any other kind of standouts from the series that's just happened? <laughs> Is it, bad that that, is it bad that that result terrifies me? So if we lose to Wales, then technically we could lose to Georgia. I mean, we nearly did lose to Georgia last World Cup. Yeah, well, if we lost to Wales, then yeah, like we're like worse than Georgia. Yeah. Like I mean, just 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 saying you're attempting to. Italy. And who got yeah. who got beat by Georgia? Oh, oh yeah, true. Man, it's if, so we, if we're using this math, if we're using this math, then like we've been we've been beat by basically everyone. Yeah. So, like, oh, again, it's sorry. not rugby maths is confusing at the moment. Like everyone, everyone, is, everyone beats everyone, so just do what you want. All right, yeah. okay. So actually, just on that, right? I just remembered. So Wales and Georgia, and us are in the same World Cup group, and the other team is Fiji. So it's pretty much like last time, except instead of uh, Uruguay, I think no, Uruguay, yeah, Uruguay, it's Portugal. So we. So the winner of our group, if we win or lose, we'll play the loser or the winner of group B, I think, which is um, that's maybe. the it's the England, Japan, and Argentina. Argentina, yeah, and, and someone else. Oh, you're oh Chile and uh, Tonga. I'm gonna say, dear God. So we're gonna potentially get through the pools and then just get knocked out. It's cool. the semi-finals, well, yeah. Listen, <laughs> well, that's the thing, like. Have if if you, we find a way to beat Wales in a, in a World Cup and finish top of the group, you're all of a sudden playing Japan and Argentina to make the quarterfinal. Get back, get back yourself, wouldn't you? And like I've seen, I'd back myself. Can you ask me that question after the game this weekend? <laughs> yeah, can, can we? I think I think we need to do. I think we need to Automatic do that. Reminder. Because, <laughs> can we yeah, see Australia we'll do, beat Wales first, and then we can have this conversation? <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, because now because now you're tempting fate will you you're, you're now tempting fate Nathan because you're like hey if we beat if we beat Wales then uh, then suddenly everything's rosy like honestly this weekend if we're going to talk if we're talking predictions for the weekend or whatever like even if we win against Wales I just I don't even know how I feel anymore about where we where we're sitting and where we're at because it's just and and leading into the World Cup it's just fuck knows Fuck knows, like where where we are, because that's because that's how confusing it is. As I said it's too hard to get a read on the Bobby side of the stage because let's face it, you don't actually know who's going to be there. But you look <laughs> at this team, like seriously, like Tupo probably out, probably out if it's an Achilles, like unless he can pull a. I think that Achilles is generally a nine or twelve month monther, so he, he's going to be racing the clock. Generally, this could be a whole whole new Wallaby side before. In nine months' time, and that's actually pretty exciting as well. When you consider, when you look at that list and say who's actually outside of the team, I think this is that could be actually a really big game. If you can find a way to beat Wales, who 
I think they're only missing Tompkins and Reece Samet in terms of their big players. Like, if we manage to beat them with an Australia ace, essentially side, there's some momentum you can get from that with essentially being like, hey, we didn't even, we didn't even put out our strongest side and we still managed to beat you lot in, on home t- territory. So, like, I don't know. I, I, generally, I generally don't know how to predict this game, though. So, like, I'll, I'll what happens if, yeah, what happens if we lose, though? No, no, no. Yeah. Let's not talk about losses, boys. We're going to stay positive to end tonight <laughs> because I, I can't go to bed upset again this week. Um, but I think that the only thing that I want to see is that we beat Wales scores in Georgia. If we can do those two things, I'm cool. We're good, boys. It's, it's okay. We're prepared for the World Cup. All right? Yeah. That's all that matters. I think Nathan yeah. got it right when you were saying, I just wish someone won or lost by 20. I think if you won by 20, I'd be okay with it. Um, and also considering the World Cup draw. I mean, because <laughs> my thoughts came from, I was reading the Guardian's rugby writer, and he was writing about Georgia. And he's like, oh, you know, it's not conceivable. It's not impossible that Georgia could win the group. You know, if they can beat Wales, they'll probably beat Australia. They'll probably beat Portugal and uh, uh, Uruguay, um, <laughs> um, which is stupid. Um, but it's also not that stupid. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't don't know tempt that. fate, Hartman. <laughs> don't tempt fate, Hartman. Isn't Randy's whole thing, like his minimum expectation is semi-final? Isn't that right, Nathan? I don't um, know. I don't I'm not know. quite sure, to be honest. But I mean, when you consider the draw we have, yeah, you kind of got to think that you, you got to think that that's going to be it. Like, if you you think again, I'm I know I'm tempting fate here, but <laughs> with a full with a full strength Wallaby team, you've got to you've got to have that expectation of we can beat Wales and top this group. You then have the expectation of well, with, if we we're saying that we're probably good enough to beat Argentina or Japan. So I can see how that's going to be your expectation of well, something. It, it sounds ambitious, but when you consider. You know, New Zealand, France, Ireland, and South Africa are going to beat each other up to an extent that only two of those four get in to a semi-final. Your third's probably England. Like, you know, I, I think I, I think that's pretty realistic thinking. And despite despite where we're sitting, just in terms of the way this World Cup shapes up. Mm. Yeah. Well, the other the other pools seem quite tough, but. You know, South Africa, Ireland, Scotland, and um, England, Japan, Argentina, as we've said. But I guess I just kind of, I don't know, man. Like, it, it's Wales. At the end of the day, it's Wales. Um, and uh, I don't know if you, you if, if anyone's heard that story from um, Manchester United will play in Tottenham. And it's from Roy Keane's autobiography, I think. And he said, Sir Alex Ferguson, I don't know, Sir Alex Ferguson, one of the greatest coaches in history of sport. He's like, Sir Alex used to come in about, 20 or 15 minutes before the game, give us a little speech. Um, and it was like 15 minutes and he hadn't come in and been cited. 14 minutes, not here. 12 minutes, not here. 10 minutes, not here. Five minutes before the game, he still hasn't come in. Four minutes ago, he comes in. He says, uh, lads, it's Tottenham. And he turned around and walked out. And that day we beat him 4-0. So hopefully, <laughs> Randy's saying that. To the boys today. So what you're uh, saying is Wales. we want the coach to have minimum impact yeah, on the yeah. team before the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all lads, I'm hearing. It's, lads, it's Wales. That's what I want to hear. Um, I like I like the attitude. And I'll back it. Let's <laughs> let's get let's get the job done. I, I, honestly, uh, to make a prediction, I'm I'm just I'm getting I as much as I want to see a kind of a big blowout win. I reckon it's going to be another tight one, but 
you know what? Finally, one goes our way. I reckon we win by two. Uh, I'm lost for words on you, Hartman, <laughs> for, that, for that phrase. I'm lost for words on you. It's I'll, a great I'll, phrase, I'll... bro. It's one of the funniest phrases in the world. Lads, it's way... uh, lads, it's Tottenham. Lads, it's Tottenham. <laughs> oh god, but yeah, I'm in. I'm in agreement with the uh, with Natho, but I, I think it's going to be a close one. But I don't. I don't. I'm not predicting a win. I demand a win. I just demand one because I just need some sort of. Give me something to give me something to talk about where I'm not I'm not feeling like Bill Laurie sitting next to Tony Gregg in the commentary box and just being lost for words. Like I need something I need something I need some clarity on where the hell we are and if if we can put together a good performance against against Wales and manage a win it would just give me something <laughs> give me something uh, to work with here. Josh, how, how do you feel if like Bill Laurie, Richie Benno? James Brayshaw, how do you feel? How do you want to feel? How do I want to feel? You don't Mm. want to know that. It's definitely too rude for this conversation. Um, But I think uh, (laughs) think I'm going to go out on a whim here. Um, I'm going to say Wallabies are going to get up by 15. And the only reason I'm saying that is because there's going to be some real salty players come this game. I think there's a few of them that are just going to have Obviously, you've had the shits with other teammates. Um, shits <laughs> with not being able to win these close games. And I think it's going to be the game that they actually leave it all on the park, 100%. Um, and so I'm going for 15. But I'm also going for a red card. They're going to come from the Wallabies too. But from fighting with each other. <laughs> uh, no, no. Yeah. I'm going to say the red card's going to be direct head, contract, con- direct head contact at Iraq. I'm going to call it now because someone's going to become in fucking stupid. Bye, Hannigan. Bye, Hannigan. <laughs> you know how you were saying before, um, Nathan, about uh, throwing that water bottle through the glass? Yeah. Yeah, if I see Hannigan get selected firstly and then he does that and gets red carded, I'll throw myself through a fucking glass window. I'm telling you now. Please tell Film it, film it. We'll put it on the drop kick off Twitter. Like I, I want, I want to see this happen. Yeah. But and please we'll don't hurt yourself. Get the guy who did the rant as well. <laughs> yeah, we'll get the guy who did the rant on as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll split it. We won't do the glass. I'll go through the fly screen because I can repair that, and I can't kill it. <laughs> 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 Anyway, yeah, do not cool. try this at home. Just putting out a screen right there, guys. I was about to say, n- nice way to finish the podcast by just encouraging some de- defacement of public property. <laughs> private <laughs> private property. Yeah. Private yeah, no, property, sorry. That's private. Come on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not really. You don't want to walk past me when the windows are open, but otherwise it's <laughs> yeah, private. Yeah, you just see this dude, like, sizing up the window. <laughs> Get, like, dragging the trampoline in place. Just like, make sure the angle's right. Anyway, um, on that note, I think that's all of us, all from us today. Thank you, thank you, lads, for sharing your thoughts with us. Please, listeners, share your comments uh, in the whatever comment box is appropriate. Maybe just say it for yourself, whatever. That's cool. Uh, anyway, on that note, lads, it's Wales. Well, what did go wrong? I have to look, look and think about it. Think about it deeply, very deeply. Did it hinge in the end on a bit of genius from Shirley Bombo? 
genius, but magic. Sri Bombo, very interesting, very good, yeah. Very good. Three cheers for Sri Bombo, very good, very good.